Welcome to Growing Your Team, a podcast designed for small business owners seeking to grow their company with the help of employees and contractors. Your time is limited, which means growing and leveraging teams is essential for business success. The Growing Your Team podcast is the place to learn tips and techniques designed to help you know when it's the right time to hire, how to select perfect fit team members, and how to maximize productivity while creating a positive work environment. Drawing from her 10 plus years of leadership and hiring experience, here is your host, Jamie Van Kuyk. Hello, Jamie Van Kuyk here and welcome back to the Growing Your Team podcast. Two weeks ago, we talked about quiet quitting. And today I'm gonna talk about another trending term that has been talked about over the last few weeks, that's quiet firing. But before I get in that, I just want to make a quick apology. So for anyone who was listening to not the last episode with the guest, the one before that, um, as we when we talked about with quiet quitting, I realized when I was listening to the episode that something sounded funky with the audio. And I was like, what is going on? It normally doesn't sound like this. It sounded like a lot of, especially the Q sounds, sounded really loud and obnoxious and and everything. Kind of like when you have the P's and the popping or the whoosh with the W's. And I was like, what is going on that my audio messed up? Like, what was this? And then I realized that on my podcast mic, my pop guard thing was not on it. So we did a lot of traveling this summer and I didn't bring the mic with me on one of the trips, but I brought it on another trip. And that one, when it was packed up all in the suitcase, I took the pop guard off, but then we went on another trip. So I haven't used it until then for a while. And yeah, I realized that, wow, that pop guard really does do a lot of good. So hopefully this episode sounds better. And if you're new to listen to the podcast and you listened to the one two weeks ago, Thank you for coming back. I'm glad everything didn't turn you off. But let's jump into today's episode about quiet firing. We're going to talk about what it is, and then we're going to talk about what you should be doing instead in your business, instead of quietly firing your team members. So as we talked about two weeks ago with the episode on quiet quitting, episode 142, That is when a team member decides they're done going above and beyond. They're only going to do the bare minimum of what is required for them to keep their job. And as we talked about it, that really shouldn't be a big deal for you because you hired them to do a job, you're paying them to do a job, and if that's the job that they're doing, great. We can't get mad at our employees because they're not always going above and beyond. If what you need is above the position that they're doing, then you need to elevate the position. And that typically comes with a raise or possibly even finding a new team member who can do the higher level position that you really need. But as long as an employee is doing their job, you should be happy. So what is quiet firing? So quiet firing is when you as a business owner or a people manager decide that you no longer want someone on your team, 
but you're not going to really make the work to actively exit them from the organization. Instead, you're going to passively kind of take actions that makes that employee want to leave on their own. So this could be not giving the employee raises, not promoting them when new positions become available that are higher, or doing other actions that make it so the employee just really doesn't feel like they're valued in the workplace. And this is a horrible thing to do. So let's break it down a little bit to really stress why this is so bad for you to be doing in your organization. The first thing is, as I said there, you're doing things to make the employee not feel valued. And what happens when people don't feel valued? They start to have feelings of resentment. You don't care about them as an employee, so they're going to stop caring about you as a boss and company. They might badmouth you to their friends and family. And not really in a malicious way, but badmouthing of, I can't believe this is going on to me. And they start sharing about their personal experience. They could intentionally or unintentionally take it out on your customers. If they're no longer feeling valued, if work turns into a place of stress and a place where they don't want to be, Your customers can often feel that. As we talked about a few weeks ago on the episode with John Howard, when when you take care of your team members, they take care of your customers really well. And that feeling of feeling valued and feeling special kind of goes through your team members to your end customer. And that customer feels it. Well, it's the same thing when you don't value your team members. It pushes through to the end customer. Whether they are intentionally doing things or unintentionally because the fact that they just now feel different working for you. So that's the biggest thing. It is a horrible thing to make someone not feel valued because your business is going to suffer. As they tell people about their experience, it could impact you getting customers and it can impact you getting future employees when this person does finally leave. The other reason why quiet firing is something you shouldn't do is we need to be brave as business owners. We need to recognize when something is not right in our business and take actual action to correct it. So this could be if someone is really not working out well in their position because they're not the right fit for the position, letting them go. Or it could be having conversations because something just isn't going well. As I shared in the last episode, episode 143, I recently had to let go of a team member because of the fact that the position I hired her for was no longer fitting in my business. It had nothing to do with her it was that the position I hired her for wasn't going to really be available at the same level moving forward. And we had the conversation of, this is not available anymore. Where I need help is over here instead. 
seeing this is not what I hired you for, do you have interest in this other position? If not, I'm going to have to let you go because your old position is not going to be around. And she decided that she was going to not take the other position and exit. And we were going to exit her from the organization. And so it's being brave enough to have conversations with that and saying, hey, here's what's going on. Now, with that example, it was that the position as is was no longer going to be there. As I mentioned, it was nothing about the employee themselves. It was about the position. But sometimes it is about the employee. And I want to give you an example of a conversation that I had with one of my very early team members back in corporate. I had a team member on my team that wasn't performing very well. We were getting a lot of feedback from the other internal counterparts that she worked with a lot. And that feedback and conversations we were having with them would lead to conversations with this team member about, okay, well, we need to focus on this. We need to focus on that. And we got to a point where then uh, she was doing the job well, but things just still weren't feeling right. One thing I noticed is the team member was always coming in late. Most of the team arrived by nine o'clock. And I had a conversation. I was like, listen, I can't have you coming in at 930 every day unless it is set that you're coming in at 930. Unless I know that you're there. Because I need to know, are you coming in or not? If I don't see you around by 9.05, 9.15, does it mean you're not coming in for the day and I need to find a backup? And maybe you're you're sick and you haven't reached out yet. And so through those conversations, we ended up changing her standard hours to coming in at 9.30. Because we said, that might help you feel valued as an employee and kind of turn around these things that weren't necessarily doing the job wrong but some of it was just the, the relationship building and those things that, in, that were a par- bigger part of the role. So the end result was what was needed, but it was getting there was what was not working out. And we did that and things seemed to be going well at first. We saw a little bit of a difference and then kind of the, the attitude and... Um, And things started slipping again, where it's like those relationship things were still not as strong. And so we had another conversation, because once again, this person was able to reach the final output. It was just the getting there and the relationships along the way that were not really flowing as we needed them to. So I had this conversation with her about, okay, well, what else is it? What else can we change so you feel better about the position. So you're putting out that better, um, I guess once again, for lack of a better word, attitude or building those relationships. And it's really that that great flow of communication that's going through. So it's not just that you're getting there. It's that you fit in with the rest of the organization along the process to get there. And some of the things that were brought up was, well, what if we change this? What if we change that? What if we change this? So I don't really like doing this. And with all of it, I came back and said, I can't do that because that is part of the job. That is some of the core things on the job description because what some of the things she said was some of the reporting. I don't like doing the reporting. I find it really draining. 
And then it takes makes me, me so I don't feel like interacting. I don't feel like having those relationships with the other counterparts because I'm so drained by doing this work. And I had to say, but that's the part of the job. I can't take that part away because that work needs to get done. That's part of the output that we hired you for. And we we're sitting there in this conversation and it was like one of those things where it's kind of like word vomit coming out of your mouth where then you're like, oh my God, did I really just say that? And what I said to this team member was, then maybe this isn't the right job for you. And I sat there, I was like, oh my God, oh my God, did I really just say that? What? I can't believe I just said that. Okay, let's, let's call back. Like, can I, can I take this back? Can I rewind time? Did I really just tell my employee that, hey, maybe you should quit? But that's exactly what I did. I was so nervous that I was going to get in trouble for telling my employee to quit and get in trouble with upper management or even possibly getting in trouble like with that person themselves. Who wants to be told, well, maybe this isn't the job for you, pretty much implying that maybe you should exit this position. And I was so nervous about what are going to be the ramifications of me having this conversation with my team member. So we left that conversation is, think it over. A few days later, she pulled me aside into a meeting room and said, you're right. This isn't the job for me. And I'm turning in my notice. She turned in a pretty lengthy notice and said, I am then going to take that time to figure out what I want to do. What is the right job for me? Because you are right. This isn't it. And the one thing that she told me at at that point in time was, that was the most honest conversation I ever had with a manager and thank you. And with that, it probably is other people in the past, other managers, other leaders, other business owners are too afraid to say what needs to get said. And then we keep people in these positions that aren't working out well and we quietly fire them instead of letting people make the decision that is needed so both sides can be happy. A few years later, I was out taking a walk around the business complex where this company was, and I ran into this old team member. And she stopped me and she said, I want to once again thank you for that conversation. I needed that push. I needed that wake-up call to say, this is not the right job for you. And she says, I am happy now. I took time to figure out what I wanted and what I needed, and I love the career path I'm on now. So sometimes we think so short-sighted with our team members. I don't want to fire an employee. I don't want to have that conversation. I don't want to talk to my team member about their goals. But when you're open and when you're honest, both sides can then be happy. No one is going to be happy if you're, excuse me, no one is going to be happy if you're quietly firing a team member. Because that team member is probably going to hold on way longer than you really want them to. And then that team member is also going to start resenting your company. And you might take what was once a positive working relationship and turn it into something that is negative, that leaves a sour taste in both side, sides' mouth. And we don't want that. 
We want to build a place where people want to work. We want to build an office or a small business or a shop or whatever it is where people say, you know what? It ended up not being the right job for me. I needed to exit the organization, but I would go back there in a heartbeat if the right position was available. Or I would recommend that business to my friends and family that are looking for jobs, my friends and family that are looking for those products or services, because it was a great place to work. And the boss cared about me even when I was no longer the right fit. So please, please, please don't quietly fire your team members. If they are no longer the right fit, for whatever reason, because the position needs to change, or because they're just no longer right for your organization, even though the position is staying the same, talk to them. You'd be surprised how many people are looking for permission to go and do something else. This is something that recently with the great resignation and everything, people took COVID as that permission they were looking for to go find and do something else. And there are times where people are going to need that. They're going to need it from you as the business owner. So don't take the easy way out of quietly firing because while it seems easy today, while it seems easy not to have the conversation that you really should have, it's going to take so much time and energy. Be open, honest, and transparent with your employees even when it's not fun conversations to have because everything will work out in the long run better than quietly firing your team members. Are you ready to hire a new team member for your business and you want to ensure you hire the person who can succeed in the role, make you happy, and positively impact your bottom line? Then set up time and let's talk because this is exactly how I help business owners like you. When you go through my hire framework, not only will you learn how to attract candidates who have the passion you desire, but you'll be able to identify and select candidates who have the skills you need and can succeed in the role. Going through this consulting process not only helps you find the right new hire for your current open position, but it teaches you how to repeat this process with every new position you add to your company as it continues to grow. So if you're a small business owner who is ready to hire, has a rough idea of the position you need to add, and you're tired of going through the hiring process only to end up with bad fitting team members, then let's talk. Send me an email at jamie at growingyourteam.com. That's jamie, J-A-M-I-E at growingyourteam.com or head on over to growingyourteam.com slash jumpstart and let's talk about your hiring needs. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Growing Your Team with your host, Jamie Van Kite. Be sure to subscribe and head on over to growingyourteam.com to connect, access the show notes and discover more ways to hire and leverage your perfect fit team.